Hi, I'm Scott. Hi, I'm Casey, and this is Frequent Flighters, a podcast curated by two people with a passion for local beer, wine, and other extracurriculars who tour all the tasting scene has to offer, ordering flights from independent brewers, winemakers, or whatevers throughout greater San Diego, an epicenter for craft beverage culture. Tucked in the shadow of the Coronado Bridge and Interstate 5 is the gem of a neighborhood known as Barrio Logan, which some locals say may be San Diego's best-kept secret. Known for its massive Chicano Park murals depicting La Raza and the most authentic tacos north of the border, this cultural district is also a hotspot for Latinx artists, coffee roasters, brewers, and other culinary entrepreneurs. In this episode, we found ourselves a few blocks from the lowriders of Logan Avenue at Mujeres Brewhouse in Logan Heights. So Scott, can you please tell everyone what made us decide to go to Mujeres Brewhouse? Yeah, for sure. So shortly after the pandemic started, this outdoor shopping, dining, art experience called Walk the Block was established to encourage San Diegans to visit Barrio Logan and support the local Latinx businesses in the area. So I thought it was a good excuse as any to go patronize the event and finally pay a visit to the newest brewery in the neighborhood I heard about, which was Mujeres Brewhouse. The first one we tried was the Evil Ver Vienna Lager, 5.3%. The most classic examples come from Mexico, like the Dos Equis Amber. This one had a really beautiful copper color. The aroma was definitely a little bit malty and had a sort of a metallic penny on the nose. I, I got toasted bread, um, which was which was really interesting. It had a mild hoppy finish with a slight sweetness from the malt. What did you think? I thought um, it was actually a lot less malty than I expected because I normally expect something a little heavier in body a little more malty from a Vienna style lager. I guess maybe I'm just thinking of a more actual a European style, I suppose, but uh, it had really good body to it. I also got those metallic flavors, but I thought it was a very unique offering for the Vienna lager category. So I liked it. So the next beer we tried was the Mira Que Suave, 6.3%. So we've discussed blonde ales before, right? Low in malt, low in hops, really easy drinking, light right. to medium body, golden in appearance, light hoppiness on the nose. The flavor, though, had a nice hint of tropical sweet honeydew melon. There was a bit of bitterness from the hops on the finish, but overall, I really like this one. Ah, I actually like this blonde ale as well. Uh, I got some really nice floral aromas from it. I found it to be full bodied. It had sort of a sweet tart apple tang flavor flavor to me, uh, kind of towards the finish, and I found it really refreshing and tasty, and I liked it quite a bit. Uh, the next beer was the Brumosa Especial IPA. Yeah, so this one was a 6.5% India Pale Ale, a hoppier beer style within the broader category of pale ale, golden in appearance. The aroma was hoppy. It had some nice citrus notes, though, and the taste. I got some lemongrass, which I, I'm a fan of, and this limey tang finish. Uh, another one I really like. Ah, yeah, I have to agree. And I also got some sagey aromas on the first notes as I put my nose to it. I got some rounded herbal flavors, and I have to agree, I got sort of a citrusy, limey tang on the finish. It was a really nice lasting finish on the beer and it was really crisp and delicious. I liked it quite a bit. So next up was La Casa Verde West Coast IPA, 7.5%. West Coast IPA is again known for their bold, hoppy bitterness, citrus, sometimes even piney flavors. This one was really unique, though, compared to your traditional West Coast IPA, in my opinion. It definitely still had that golden color. For me, though, I did notice some sort of light orange hue. The aroma was amazing. It was like this herbal hoppiness that I really enjoyed. And the taste was oregano, like all the way, maybe even some rosemary. I don't know. It was great. 
great on the palate. And then uh, the finish, uh, it really had a nice pepper spice. This one was really good. Yeah, we love this beer. For some reason, the beer was screaming pizza beer to me because as you said, I kind of got some oregano, some fennel, and some other herbal aromas when I first put my nose to the beer. And then I got some sort of meaty notes and kind of reminded me of salami and pepperoni. Again, maybe it was the fennel kind of playing with my head and it kind of reminded me of pizza. Agreed. Definitely would go brilliantly with any kind of pizza. Totally. This is probably going to be their staple beer for years to come, in my opinion. It's it's pretty obvious. This one stood out. It's yeah. It was a it was a standout for me for sure. All right. So next up was the Amor Mexicano Mexican Lager, 5.5%. Mexican lagers always thought of as a clean lager due to its low bitterness, high clarity qualities. The appearance, light yellowish golden color, the aroma, you know, a light hoppy skunkiness, much like you would expect from other classic Mexican lagers like Mm -hmm. a Corona that everyone knows and loves. Mm -hmm. The taste crisp with a light grass, almost straw flavor, low bitter metallic finish. Again, really reminded me me of a good solid Corona. There you go. Yeah. It was more hoppy. It had more beautiful, um, unique vegetal flavors. It was really refreshing, just like you want a Mexican lager to be a perfect beer to use at their Michelada bar. And this was no ordinary Michelada bar. Like, oh, it, it was It had gorgeous. so many beautiful fruits. I wanted to taste the traditional beers first, but the next time I go, I'm definitely hitting I'm gonna, that thing up. I'm going to soup it up. Yeah. I'm going to soup up one of these sorts of beers possibly and make a Michelada. Yum, yum. And next, we have the Dewey Berliner Con Pina. This was a Berliner Weiss. 5%. Uh, the Berliner is a sour variation of a wheat beer, often brewed with a fruit. Another perfect summer beer or year-round in warmer climates like here in San Diego. A nice golden color, but this one was a bit hazy. I saw some cloudiness okay. in there. Um, very aromatic, tropical, sweet on the nose. The taste for me was sour pineapple, oh. and uh, but it did have this interesting tart passion fruit finish. I really liked this one. Oh, I like this one a lot too. And I feel like it was a really incredible rendition of a Berliner Weiss with their own spin on it. So it kind of had those classic Berliner Weiss banana flavors that I got. And then it kind of, uh, the flavors kind of deepened into the pineapple, which you were expecting from the name. And then I even got that richer passion fruit that you mentioned as well. So it was a multifaceted flavor to the beer. I really enjoyed it. And it was super duper refreshing, as you mentioned. Yeah, a good time for sure. The next beer we tried was the Ola Saladito con Naranja. Yeah, so this one was a Goza uh, with orange and plum, 4.5%, which is really like my style now. Like under five, it's just so easy drinking and mellow. I really like them, especially during the day. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Berliner Weiss we just discussed, the Goza also originates from Germany and is in the same family of the sour wheat style beers. This one had a really brilliant yellow, hazy appearance. The aroma really surprised me. I, I got some earthiness, like some soil from the hops. The taste, sweet orange. I did pick up the, the ripe plum on the finish as well. So I'm not even sure that you're aware, but do you know what a saladito is? It's actually a dried, sugared, salted, limey plum. That's a sort of a delicious candy or treat that you have in Mexico. So this is a kind of an homage to that tastiness. And I really did pick up those flavors in the beer. A goza is a perfect way to pay homage to the saladito by making such a thing. It had beautiful tang flavors. The last beer we tried was the Cafe de Oya Coffee Stout. Yeah, this one was uh, 6.5%. Coffee Stout is a dark beer with heavily roasted malts, but this specific beer was named and inspired after a traditional Mexican coffee beverage that has cinnamon, dark sugar, almost molasses-like, right. and sometimes people even <laughs> add orange peel. So this was you know, an homage to a Mexican coffee drink. Uh, the appearance, black cold brewed coffee on nitro, like mm-hmm. brilliant black color. The aroma 
super amazing, like a Mexican hot chocolate. I got the creaminess on the nose even. The taste, a roasted chocolatey malt flavor. Uh, finish, it was really creamy. Definitely picked up some cinnamon. I really like this beer. I'm not a stout fan at all, but I really enjoyed this one. I also have to say the Cafe de Oya, it was outstanding. I too am someone that pretty much skips stouts when I'm at a brewery. I just bypass them because it's not something I drink frequently. It's not something I crave. It's not something I'm into. And they make me sleepy. They're usually a little higher in alcohol than I like to go, generally speaking. This one was not like that in any way, shape, or form. It was not as heavy as you might have expected. Again, like you said, the appearance was beautiful. It looked like a little cup of cold brew coffee, all yummy and inviting looking. It had beautiful, very delicious delicious roasted coffee notes, the nuttiness you want to look for, the chocolatey notes you want to look for. It had the notes of the piloncillo sugar that you would normally be used in the Cafe de Oya coffee. So um, it had all the beautiful homey notes that you want to look for in a stout and in a Cafe de Oya. So um, if that's something you're into, you should definitely try this. It was one of the best stouts I've ever had, and I've actually been craving it since we tried it. I really want to go back and get some of that. All right, so uh, what did we go home with? Well, this time we actually went home with two crawlers of the Casa Verde, the pizza beer, the West Coast IPA. It really stood out to us. It was delicious. There was a few other items that we really could have been like very happy to go home with as well. Most notably, the Dewey Berliner Con Pina was something we wanted, but I don't believe they were allowing us to take that home that day. You couldn't do that in a crawler for some reason. I'm not sure why, but oh, no worries. Whatevs. Exactly. Yeah, she told me, hey, it's a good excuse to come back to the barrio. She did actually say that. That's right. And yeah, now I'm very interested to go back and get some Cafe de Oya as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, that was the final pour for this episode of the Frequent Flyers podcast. Thanks for listening. And we hope we made you thirsty for another in the near future. Until next time, have a safe flight.